along with us where the corn is popped and the throwback Thursdays never stop. It's a magical land not far away. All you have to do is just press play. So hop on the couch and close your eyes. Gonna party like it's 99. Join us, watch the movies of our lives with Blockbuster Eyes. Welcome to Blockbuster Wives, where your two favorite 90s babies talk about movies from the era of a certain blue and yellow video rental store. I'm your host with the most late fees, Shay Baby. And this is Stacy, not always kind, but always rewinds. And you're listening to Blockbuster, Blockbuster Wives. Wives. I don't know why I'm so giddy about the intro today. <laughs> it's exciting. We've both cracked into some Coca-Cola products, so I think the sugar and the caffeine is rushing our brains. True dot. Hey, Coke. But... You know, an emphasis, bold, italic, underlined Diet Coke. Please sponsor us. You know what to do. Anyway. Yeah. Email us <laughs> at blockbusterwives at gmail.com. Speaking of, the movie that we're talking about today, I think it does have... Oh, wait, no. It doesn't have Coke products, really. Mm, fail. It has Pepsi let's products. Let's skip it. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Fuck this episode. No. <laughs> but um, welcome to Holiday Month. Holiday Month. We should just call it Christmas Month. You know what? Every single movie we picked this month is Christmas. Yeah, you know what? It is Christmas month um, for us. Yeah, we won't lie to you and say, like, holiday. We tried doing Eight Crazy Nights last year, but mm-hmm. it was bad. Listen, in real life, do we say happy holidays? Yes. Absolutely. We know not everyone celebrates Christmas. We get it. There's nothing wrong with that. This month is Christmas month. We're not going to lie to you people. We love you. Why well, would we lie? And the stranglehold that Christmas has on the holiday movie market. I mean, there we were struggling last year to find non-Christmas holiday movies from this era. <laughs> there were only eight crazy nights. I know came to light. Really, if you know of any, email us and we'll keep them in the hopper for next year. But oh yeah, this year it's going to be all Christmas. That's right. And we have a good lineup for y'all. We're very excited. And the first movie we're going to be doing today is Home Alone. I thought you were going to go. But Space Jam or whatever that was is also great. No, but this movie, actually, people hit us up about last year and were like, how did you not do Home Alone? It is a classic. Yeah. It is. It's a classic film. We had we have so many Christmas movies to get through, truly. Like, we have some for next year. We have some for the year after that. Like, there's so many to choose from, and we just went for kind of like our, I would say, like our top four. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides The Grinch, but we already covered The Grinch. Anyway, Home Alone, definitely a major classic and maybe one of our earliest movies in this er- in our era from 1990 to 2010. Yeah, it's early 90s. Yeah, it's 90. Yeah, with that, do you want to get into corporate bullshit? Yeah, let's get into corporate bullshit right now. Corporate bullshit. Some bullshit. This week's corporate bullshit is brought to you by Skin Integrity. Skin Integrity is a love child of London the SD who got her start in the spa industry in 2010, starting as a concierge and eventually getting promoted to management. Since becoming licensed in 2015, she's worked at five-star resorts on the Las Vegas Strip and now runs her very own studio, Skintegrity. London is driven by results and five-star customer experience. We both can personally attest to London's angel hands and true expertise in all things skincare. When I was going to get married and wanted my skin looking right, London designed a treatment package that addressed all my concerns and made me a glowing bride. 
She has also given me a few facials in my day, and not only is she so focused on your experience while you're with her, but she also asks intentional questions and genuinely wants to understand your overall health and wellness outside of her studio. You can find London on Insta at LondonTheSD or SkintegrityNow.com. Mention BlockbusterWise and your first facial will be $105. That's over a 10% savings by mentioning the pod. Plus, you can mention Blockbuster Wives to get a facial for only $50 on Mondays with London's Apprentice Diamond. I've also gotten a facial from Diamond, and it was dynamite. Again, the name is Skintegrity, and be sure to mention the pod. Bye. Bye. All right. So Home Alone is a 1990 American Christmas comedy film. Uh, it was directed by Chris Columbus, and it was written and produced by John Hughes. You might know John Hughes because he... Directed 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Uncle Buck, etc. So many 80s movies. And how do you feel about 80s movies in general? Are you a huge fan? I'm a huge fan. I feel like you went through a big breakfast at Tiffany's. Wait, no. A breakfast club? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I was saying. And I was like, like That's from Breakfast Club yes. and 16 Candles. Yes. Man. Oh, Pretty in Pink is specifically my favorite directed by him um i love the character ducky and i know he's kind of like one of the nice guys he ends up being in the movie but wasn't that like controversial because they filmed the ending where she like gets with ducky but then they scrapped it or vice Mm -hmm. versa or something Mm -hmm. they filmed both and then they were like let's see which one we decide and then they just decided on the one where she ends up with like the rich why would they do that (sighs) i don't know because i really do love Ducky. Like, I love him and I love them together, but ultimately she never had feelings for him like that. Okay. So I've I'm, never seen it, so I've just I've just heard the lore. We should watch it together. I really love it. It's really cute. I don't like 80s movies. Oh, then maybe you won't. Look well, it. I like some of them. Like, I love Uncle Buck. Okay. I love Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I think I just like that actor as I'm saying it now. Yeah, John Candy. Candy. <laughs> John Candy. <laughs> I love John Candy. Yeah, John Candy's ultimate 80s. Mm. Really. So, mm. you're on the money with that, but. And I do love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, and that's ultimate 80s, too. Mm-hmm. But maybe you just don't really like the Molly Green, Green, Molly Ringwald, there we go, movies. Yeah, maybe not, because I, I did like Breakfast Club, but I think it was it was probably way more powerful when it came out, and yeah. me seeing it like later, I was like, it was kind of boring. I can see why people would think that. Yeah, like, what if the goth girl is actually nice? Okay. Wow. I hate that makeover, though. At the end, she yeah. looked way cooler before. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck? But anyway... I do love the movies a lot. I think there's like a certain warmth to them that I really like. There's a certain also kind of like grittiness. And I think John Hughes's like best quality is he kicks you back to a certain feeling of when you were a kid or when you were a teenager. And I think he's really able to evoke that in you as you're watching it. With Home Alone, true. with any of these 80s movies, like, you remember what it was like being 16. You remember mm-hmm. what it was like being, you know, what it was like being, like, the nerdy kid or whatever and, like, having to deal with all these, <laughs> bless you, other <laughs> groups of people, oh, bless you. I always sneeze twice. <laughs> My yeah. bad. Then sneeze so okay. nice, she did it twice, <laughs> baby. <laughs> but, yeah, I really, I really enjoy John Hughes movies a lot. Stacy does, too, for certain ones of them. But he's, yeah, there's just, like, a certain uh, je ne sais quoi. I don't know. Mm. I love him. But I am, I love, like, cheesy 80s movies so much. And definitely all of John Hughes' stuff. Of course, the movie stars Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, baby. Joe Pesci. 
Joe fucking Pesci. Uh, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, and Catherine O'Hara. Uh, can we just talk about Catherine O'Hara? Bad for a bitch. Quick moment. Yeah, let's do it. I fell in love with her in Beetlejuice when she mm-hmm. plays like the like bitchy mom, but she's like hilarious and she's gorge and like and really cool. She's just like this weird art girl that's like mm-hmm. has more money than she knows what to do with, and <laughs> she's just so amazing. And her voice is so cool. Yeah, she has like a very iconic voice. And did you watch Schitt's Creek? I watched some of it. Yeah, yeah. Seeing her in the role again as an out of touch rich person with like this weird transit meant I can't even do Semi- it. It's so British weird. Voice. Yeah, yeah. But I wish she did audiobooks. Yeah, she it has, has a, her. Yeah, she has a very like soothing kind of mm-hmm. like just rich lady mm-hmm. voice, way she out of touch. It. She Gonzo. rocks it, and she's in so many iconic movies. Yeah, this one, that one, <laughs> Beetlejuice, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Just like so many really cool fucking movies. So shouts out to Catherine O'Hara, baby. The release date was. November 10th, 1990, in Chicago specifically. Wow, okay. And then in the United States overall, it was November 16th, 1990. Okay, because John Hughes does have a thing for Chicago, right? Like, it seems like a lot of his movies are set in and around Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a suburb of Chicago Mm -hmm. or like right around there. He's probably from there, I want to say. I didn't look into that. Yeah, I bet he is because, yeah, he does have an obsession with Chicago and really like. If you're releasing the movie in Chicago first and foremost, mm-hmm. you're thirsty for Chicago. You're thirsty for Chicago. And Sh- I get Chicago. it. I'm also thirsty for Chicago. Me I too. love Chicago. Yeah, we do love Chicago. Okay? Better than New York. Sorry. Yeah, I love both, but Chi Town, like, I don't know. It just feels like, I don't know. I feel like I belong there more, you yeah, know? Yeah, I felt more welcomed. Well, I guess that's Definitely. the whole point of New York because that's yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I know. Oh, okay, so the running time is 103 minutes. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. Pretty darn close. The budge was 18 mil. Okay. And the box office total... Mm, I bet it smashed. ...was $476.7 million. Holy cannoli. Yeah. Well, you think about it, it's actually pretty cheap to make. It's like... 18 mil? It's like three shooting locations. And giant they stars. Joe Pesci, yeah. bro. Yeah, but they probably didn't pay Macaulay Culkin like anything. They probably didn't pay him too much, yeah. And yeah, pretty cheap movie to make. Not like a ton of special effects. So wow, 400 million. Woo! Yeah. Wow. 476.7 wow. In 1990. Million. In 90. That'd be like almost a billion now. Yeah. Dang. Wild. Like absolutely gonzo insanity. Um, Roger Ebert didn't love it really he gave it two and a half stars okay and um he basically like i could read his whole review but basically what he didn't like about it was that it was unrealistic yeah it is pretty unreal he was like kevin would have been way more fucking scared he wouldn't have Mm -hmm. been psyched uh he said that like all the things that he said like the booby traps that he set up he's like it's realistic dot 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 if they had a whole team of blah 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 you know so he just went on and on about how like unrealistic it was which is interesting because i do feel like most john hughes movies maybe other than planes trains and automobiles are like somewhat realistic i guess ferris bueller at the end really careens off into fantasy but yeah but they all like could happen potentially Mm -hmm. um but he did love macaulay culkin in it Mm. like he was like he He's obviously so was the star of the show cute. and he did an amazing job and he was so cute um let me see if i think i screenshot it do you something. happen to know how old macaulay culkin was at this point I think he, well i think he was supposed to be eight but i'm not sure if okay. he was eight let me see how old he was um 
Yeah, he said, if Home Alone had limited itself to the things that might possibly happen to a forgotten eight-year-old, I think I would have liked it more. What I didn't enjoy was the subplot involving the burglars who are immediately spotted by little Kevin and made the targets of his cleverness. But I'm like, he was trying to protect his house, dog. Yeah, he's the man of the house. He's the man of he the house. He was 10 years old when he was 10. Old. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's a 10-year-old playing an 8-year-old. Yeah, he is small. Like, he, I thought he was younger than 10. Yeah. He was like a little tiny boy. And my I thought he was like God. 7, honestly. Yeah, I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was probably 8, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he got the role because of his performance in uh, Uncle Buck. Nice. And that's also the reason why they brought John Candy back mm-hmm. for a little cameo. And a little planes, trains, and automobile reference, a little Easter egg, which you've never seen it. Have I still you? haven't seen it. You would love I it. I know I would. I know I would. I, I need to see it. I think we talked about it on this podcast, but I'm just, I'm, I gotta reiterate, you would love it. And the ending's got this like unexpected sentimental twist Ooh. that you would love. You know what? I think that's. I think I'm gonna watch it the next couple of weeks because mm. I. I know I need to see it. And it's a rare Thanksgiving movie, right? It's set over Thanksgiving and not Christmas. Yeah, I have heard that. But it's not too late, you know. Mm-hmm. It's '80s, right? Like what? I wonder what year. Late '80s, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say maybe we could cover it next year for I Thanksgiving. Think '88. I think it was only yeah, like a couple of years before this. Okay. Well, yeah, I would. I'll definitely watch it and get back to y'all about it because. Uh, Wow. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, interesting. It's an interesting one. Okay. Um, the tomatometer or whatever, so like the critic score is 66%. Wow. Which whoa. surprises huh. me. Um, and the audience score is 80. Okay. So, you know. Um, it's interesting because I feel like that some people's like they have to watch this movie every year. Yeah. During the holidays. It's non-negotiable. Yeah. I guess i don't have to watch it every year i'm trying to think the ones that i definitely watch every year are i watch um it's a wonderful life every christmas Mm, eve every christmas eve no matter what and then the grinch usually stacy and i Mm -hmm. watch that together i guess those are like the main two that i watch oh and the santa claus because he's literally my dad (laughs) he reminds me of my dad he reminds me of him so much. But yeah, yeah those are the main ones. I didn't grow up watching Home Alone. I think I saw Home Alone like later in life. I'm wondering if my parents just like, they didn't like it, so they didn't buy it. So we just didn't have it in the house. Yeah. It's before streaming, dear children. So if your parents did not buy you the VHS, then you didn't, you didn't have it. And I don't it. think I ever really rented it from Blockbuster because I just wasn't interested in it. Yeah. I think, again, it's like that kid snobbiness of like, that movie's for babies, even when you're a baby. Yeah, I can see that. Because you're like, it's about a little kid, and I'm yeah, so I'm mature. not a little kid. Exactly. I'm so mature. I'm grown up. Yeah. What movies did you watch? Um, we watched It's a Wonderful Life. We watched Gang Christmas Gang. Vacation. Okay, yeah, that's that's a new uh, one that we watch a okay. lot. Okay. Those are the two that we'd watch as a family. Yeah. Independently, I would watch Elf, Muppet Christmas Carol, Santa Claus, Nightmare Before Christmas. I watch a lot of Christmas movies, yeah. like, on the reg. She also loves, if you guys don't know, like, the Lifetime or, like, uh, Hallmark yes, Christmas Yes, I'm a sucker stuff. for this new trend of Christmas rom-coms. They're fucking great. They're not even comedies, really. They're just, like, really cheesy Romantic. saccharine romance stories. Mm-hmm. But Brent and I love the really bad ones. Starring Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, my God. They're so bad. They're great. Like, I haven't seen any of them still. Talk about unrealistic. They're hilarious. But I love unrealism in movies, too. Like, I love when it's cheesy. I love when it's romantic. I love, like, I really do love that genre of, like, movies and TV. It makes me feel good inside. 
Yeah, and it's just something about a low-budget Christmas movie just, like, warms my heart. Like, there's one we're obsessed with called... And this is another weird thing that happens with these made-for-TV Christmas movies, is they will go through several titles hmm. for some reason. Yeah. So when we found this movie, it was called A Christmas in Vermont. Yeah. It has since been retrofitted to be called a, The Christmas Apprentice. Wait, what? So I think you can find it under either title. I have tried to figure out why this happens. I've tried to research it. Yeah. If you know, please tell me, because I can't figure out why they would do this. It seems like counter to your interest to change the title of the movie. Do you think it has something to do with, like, a copyright, like, something or other? Or no? I don't see how a Christmas in Vermont could be, like, protected. Me neither. It's so generic. But, like, why would they do that unless it was, like, a legal reason or something, you know? I don't know if it's a legal reason or if it is, like, for some reason it's a marketing thing. Like, they mm. can, like, sell it multiple times with different names. I don't know. I've tried to like, figure it out. And I That's so weird. But it's very common with Lifetime movies, too. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, it's fucking weird. But that is so weird. All this to say, that movie has a very low budget, and it's very unrealistic and corny and bad, but we just fucking love it. And another feature of these movies that we love is they will often have have made for movie songs that are so bad they're good so are they like singing them in the movie or? it'll just be like it's played off like a song in the background or like a soundtrack song okay but you could just tell this was like someone's basement recording it was their niece who wants to make it in the industry <laughs> something like that and in christmas in vermont it's <laughs> i'm gonna spoil it for you all oh so this lady gets sent out to shut down a company that will put the whole town out of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she goes there with her cold heart and she's ready to do it. And then she has a change of heart and she wants to save the company. Mm. And so she's like, I'm going to figure out an idea to save the company. And she goes out and she wanders the streets of Vermont for a day. And in the po- at one point in her wandering, she's going into an ice rink. And people are ice skating around. And you just hear in the background, promises, promises, (laughs) take me away. It's like this weird song that barely makes sense. It cracks me up every time. And we sing it all the time. And then she's like, I know. And then she thinks too, and I don't know why anyone else never thought of this. Oh, God. She's like, what if we sold the original sweater that made this company famous? And it's like, a doy? (laughs) (laughs) Like, how are you the only bitch to ever thought of this? And even, they kind of like, fresh eyes allude to it like the boss is like wow i really should have thought of that and she's like it's okay i just have a fresh perspective yeah you're an idiot <laughs> and then they show this fucking sweater and it's so ugly oh. it's just like a long sleeve v-neck sweater that they put like a christmas tree on like where the logo would be and it becomes a sensation oh my god and then god. near the end of the movie she runs into like her old mentor who warned her not to let her heart get too cold because mm-hmm. this lady's a good capitalist and she wants her to be a good capitalist too mm-hmm. anyways they run into each other and she's wearing this sweater oh my god and the man like, oh my god nice sweater and the woman goes in this weird like almost irish accent she goes keeps me warm on a cold day and we're always like why did she say and it? that's like, how it ended that's like one of the ending scenes, yeah. What the fuck? And we're like, why is she Irish all of a sudden? So it's just little <laughs> quirks of those movies that make them really joyous. Christmas in Vermont, Christmas Apprentice, highly recommend it. It's on all the free TV apps. I'm sure you'll be able to find it. I, my new goal now is getting one of my songs in one of these movies. Oh my god, you should. That would be fun. I, I bet have- they have like, like contracts where you yeah. could just be like, I will provide you 10 stupid holiday songs. Yeah. Whatever you want me to say, promises, promises. <laughs> promises, promises. I should just make really 
similar to fallout boy who by the way like i don't know why this is why this was the first example that came to my mind but like they jokingly wrote really like simple songs and that's what they became famous for because before i think they were like a metal band or something like that that's what i should do i should come up with like songs that i think are like shitty and lame but funny and like really simple and then Mm -hmm. just like try to sell them to these tv because even like i watched the kardashians too the music they have in the fucking Kardashians makes me angry because it's <laughs> so bad. And I'm like, how? Like, is it like who? pop? Is it like EDM? Like, what is it? It's kind of like both. It's like, doom, 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 and I will fly. Oh, it has lyrics? Sometimes. Wow. And I'm just like, this shit soaks. Like, <laughs> like why? I could fucking do this. I'm like, who is choosing this shit? Like, it fucking sucks. So anyways, I feel like I could write a couple jangles and, uh... Mm-hmm. See what goes down. That would be that's a good goal for next year. Yeah, maybe become that's what a I'll... songwriter for cheesy Hallmark movies. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I think that'd be really, really. And they're just gonna keep making more because exactly. I mean I feel like it's exploding as a genre. Well, here we go. You guys heard it here first, okay? By this time next year, I will have at least one of my songs in one of those movies. And that's that on that. And that's that on that. Okay, okay. back to Home Alone. Yeah, Did sorry. you watch it when you were a kid? <laughs> Yeah, I watched it a lot. I just, like, um, I guess it wasn't, like, a required watch as a family, but we did watch it quite a lot. Okay, as a family. As a fam. Um, me and my bros loved it because it's a lot of physical comedy, and we're huge on physical comedy. Um, so, yeah. And actually, I found out some fun facts about it that I didn't know until this time around. Like, for example, Chris Farley audition to play santa and he didn't get hired why maybe they thought it would take people out of it yeah like for whatever reason they they were like yeah he doesn't really fit but Mm. like dude uh i wish the santa is pretty funny he's great and honest i don't know if chris would have played it that like kind of like subtle Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i understand um and also john hughes wrote it on a trip to Europe because he was like, what if I forgot one of the fucking kids? And then he wrote it in nine days. Wow. So that's pretty cool. And then also you guys probably already know, but angels with filthy souls, like the movies that they play throughout the movie is not real. Like they made it for this movie and they also made a sequel for the sequel. Uh, but do you know that it is spoofing a famous mob movie? I, I kind of assumed, I had but I don't know which notes. one. Oh, man. <laughs> And then uh, the last one is that Joe Pesci specifically didn't spend any time with Macaulay Culkin because he wanted him to be scared of him. And that comes across, like, and I love the camera angles used to show, like, from Kevin's perspective how tall he is and, like, his little gold tooth glinting, and he's like, ah! Yeah, like, Joe Pesci is scary in this movie. I was terrified of him as a kid. Like, I was really, and that was before I, like, really knew any of the mobster movies and shit he was in, but it was also really hard for him to not cuss. And like John Hughes had to be like, bro, or not John Hughes, Chris Columbus had to be like, bro, you need to like tone it down, use fudge instead or some fridge or like whatever. Like you cannot be like cussing. So he had to do like, he was the one that did the most takes because he would cuss. Mm. Okay. So sorry. John Hughes didn't direct it. He just wrote it. Yeah. And And then Chris Columbus. Yeah. Chris Columbus, who also directed Harry Harry Potter, Potter. Harry Potter, 
Um, which is also funny because one of the producers, hold on, I wrote this in the notes as and well. And real quick while you're looking. Yeah, go ahead. The movie, in the movie, Angels with Filthy Souls, is yeah. spoofing a movie called Angels with Dirty Faces. That was a very oh. popular gangster movie. And it's black and white, and it's got lots of violence, so. Yeah, little, what do you hear about Johnny? A little fun back from 1938. Damn. Well, yeah, that definitely comes across, for sure. Um but, oh yeah, so the producer's name is Mark Radcliffe, who has no relation to Daniel Radcliffe, huh. despite having the same surname and also being a producer in Harry Potter as well. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. Yeah. So, anyways, those were just some of the fun facts that I wanted to get out of the way, just in case I forgot as we were talking about the movie, but... Yeah, do we want to do a quick synopsis and if it passes the Bechdel test? Yeah. <clears throat> so, basically what happens is... Kevin belongs to a family he feels kind of alone in. I feel like he doesn't get a whole lot of attention. They're all going to Paris for the holidays. Which, sorry, rich people extravaganza. The oh fact my that God. one person pays for that entire family. Yeah, the uncle to pays fly for to France. Like 20 people. Some of them first class. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, like how many, like the parents are, so like four adults first class then the rest of them in coach all the way to paris from chicago yeah which side note um i'll just say that in the legal field there's a lot of rich people who pretend not to be rich i don't know why i'm gonna just admit it you're here because like your whole family were lawyers whatever, whatever. Yeah. but one person who always maintained that they were like working class one time let it slip that like his entire family went to europe for the holidays oh and i was like, like yeah it's not something that working class people do no or could ever do ever it wouldn't no. be possible yeah especially during that time because prices like fucking skyrocket oh, bro yeah and getting everyone passports and the time it takes to do international travel and then by, yeah i was like okay but anyways i just that made me no, laugh that, when that i saw him here was so like annoying. oh this whole and they're clearly rich like that house is a fucking mm. palace that kevin is living in oh yeah and it's funny too because i don't know if you guys watch the sopranos but the dad from from home alone he's also in the sopranos and he plays a mobster and so there's this like fan theory where like it's the same world where that's the only reason why he was able to afford this house is because he's in the uh, fucking mob and i thought that was interesting because like it has a mobster look yeah because like why and he kind of has like the voice you know what i mean mm-hmm. and he's like chicago chicago's huge in the mo-. like it just makes yeah, sense i like it and i was like that does make sense because you look at the house and you're like what the fuck do you do for a living dog and it is decorated Top to bottom in Christmas shit. Oh, and it's fully, every scene, by the way, this is something I noticed this time around, every scene has red, Mm -hmm. white, and green. Every scene, every decoration, even, like, down to the napkins, down to the Mm -hmm. cups, down to the curtains, and, like, the bedding, and, like, everything. And rich people can't afford to do that. They hire companies to come out and Christmas their house out, and they don't have to do it. It's somebody else's job. Yeah. That's insane. It's insane. Um, But, yeah, so they all fly to Paris for the holidays and the one thing they forgot was Kevin. Dun dun dun. So he was home alone and um because a lot of the families in that neighborhood leave for the holidays to Europe or wherever. To the rich people destination. Yeah, to wherever the fuck that rich people go, I wouldn't know. LOL. (laughs) These two burglars were like, this is the perfect time for us to come in and steal a bunch of shit because all these rich people are fucking gonzo. Very smart. But what they don't know is that Kevin is still in the house. So he basically has to booby trap his way into owning their ass, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's the movie. I would say that's a good synop. 
Yeah, and not to bring up the law again, but it's a lot of law professors have done like full articles about you know Kevin's reasonableness and his legality in doing what he did. Really, because the law is very clear that you cannot use deadly force to protect property that you are not in. But on the other side of that, if you are in your home lawfully and someone enters it, a lot of states have what's called the castle doctrine, which is the idea that you can assume that they are going to use deadly force against you so you can like kill them on sight, basically. Okay. So there's kind of like these two spectrums. Yeah. But there's a lot of debate over like, well, can you booby trap it ahead of time when you could just like leave? Like if you know someone's coming. Can you then just bounce set up deadly traps for them? Yeah. When you also could just easily leave and call the cops. Yeah. Now this is complicated by the fact that he's a kid, so he wouldn't be like prosecuted. But it, yeah, if he were an adult doing all this, he he'd probably go to prison. Honestly. That's so fucked. But also makes sense because they're not. They never say that they were going to use deadly force until he hurt them. And also, might I argue? A lot of the shit that he did would actually kill them. The oh, it's paint deadly. can it's deadly. would have murdered Pesci. Yeah, Pesci's have also you, tiny. Have you seen the Mythbusters where they do all these tricks? No. Oh my god. They do all the booby traps on like a dummy that's like replicating human bones and all that. And the paint can like decapitate. I knew it would. <laughs> like, I thought so about this. Bad. I'm like, dude, that would kill or, him. Like, the fucking doorknob trick, like, like it melts the hand off. Like it's so gruesome. Oh like, my god. All these traps in real life would be like extreme maiming and again because he knew they were coming and he sets these traps up it's not the same as if you just like wake up and someone's there and you could shoot them like right. the law protects that yeah in most places like because like, you don't know what they're gonna do it's like kevin knew they were there to rob it and and he said not on my watch i will fucking kill you basically dark for a fucking seven-year-old or ten-year-old or however old he's supposed to be yeah eight an eight-year-old yeah and Yikes. also, like I said, they they never said they were going to hurt him until he, like, physically almost maimed their ass. And then they were like, I'm going to get you, kid. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, they're just there to, like, steal shit. So. And flood the houses, which as a homeowner now, having experienced a flood, I'm like, take my shit. Fine. Yeah. I don't care. Don't ever. Do not flood my house. It's so fucked okay? up. Okay? That's months of work now. And I bet a bunch of b- burglars fucking do shit uh, like that. Especially, like, the basement when you see it, like flooded i was like horrifying waste nightmares waist deep like that's ruined now that's crazy like yeah how would they even fix uh, that that's you'd so have crazy. to pump it out you'd have to tear everything out it would be a fucking nightmare that sounds like i was like that's worse than the robbery it is- you knew they <laughs> just came in and did nothing but run the water and fuck up your whole house that is worse yes because at least with like if they stole like a stereo system or something like i'm trying to think of like 90s yeah, your shit. insurance would cover it Insurance would cover it. It would only be like, what, a couple hundred dollars, maybe a thou. Yeah. Precious heirlooms, of course, you couldn't get back. And that would suck. Yeah. But, but like, flooding the whole fucking house would be like <laughs> tens of thousands, right? Yeah. That's it would be so shitty. Crazy. And I guess insurance would cover it too. But like I said, just months of not having your house. Like, ugh. Christ. It's too far. Yeah. He, he went, <laughs> wow, Kevin. You went way too far. You should know better. Um, maybe that's why Kevin was trying to kill them. Yeah, because he's like, my parents. <laughs> I'll have to sleep in the attic from now on. Uh, But yeah, that's really interesting. I never thought about that. Because you're always just thinking, well, yeah, he's protecting himself in the house. Mm -hmm. But like, he knew ahead of time what was happening. And of course, he had mashed potato brains. Mm -hmm. But clearly not mashed potato brains enough to not set up Very cunning. Very cunning. Very cunning. Like, (laughs) almost like psychopathic. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's also another theory that he became the guy from saw jigsaw or whatever (laughs) like 
makes sense. Hurt yeah. people, hurt people, okay? Yeah, diabolical. Really? He's an expert craftsman. Yeah. A fine understanding of semantics at 10 years old. Truly, like, knowing exactly, Whoa. like, oh, if they can't go in the door, they'll go in through this window wow. and they'll sneak in and blah, blah, blah. Like, that is such a good point. He is Jigsaw. Yeah. A little tiny Jigsaw. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're interested in that kind of shit, just look up, yeah, many law review articles analyzing, like, yeah. was Kevin in the right or was he a little too crazy? And hard in the <laughs> paint. Emphasis on paint, y'all. Fucking And then have you heard of the, the like... The unauthorized sequel that he did for some internet show. Yes, yes, I have, but I didn't watch it. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, there was a sh- an internet show, and they got Macaulay Culkin to come on for their first episode, and he's like playing grown-up Kevin, and he's like, "Yeah, when I was a kid, my parents left me, and these fucking robbers came, and I was so scared, and I had to like beat them off, and I've been fucked up ever since." Oh my god! And then god. he says his mom. Um, was a groupie to some polka band talking about John Candy's character. <laughs> and then he like kind of goes crazy and then tortures a home invader because he's like, you are what, like, terrorized me when I was a kid. Oh my God. And it's like kind of funny. But it is like pointing out like, this is not a joke. This would be deeply traumatic. I think to Roger Ebert's point, like this would be terrifying. Oh yeah. Especially like, a horror movie. No, one million. And I think, like, at least for me, there was so much, um, there's so many stories about kids being kidnapped and burglars and people sneaking into the house and da 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 Like, there were so many mm-hmm. stories at that time, like, in the 90s and early 2000s where they were really trying to make us, like, aware and, like, protect our homes and blah, blah, blah. I was terrified of people coming in and just stealing shit from the house. I was it's just so ter- scary. It is so scary. I was horrified by that. And so, like... Just the idea of it scared the fuck out of me. My parents watching Forensic Files every night, like, yeah, yeah, or Unsolved Mysteries. I'm like, please stop. And they still mm-hmm. do. I don't know how people watch that shit over mm-hmm. and over. Anyway, I just, uh, yeah, that would absolutely traumatize you. And at the end of the movie, how he's just like, they're like, what did you do this whole time? And he's like, I don't know, hung around. I'm like, when does he tell them? Maybe never. Also, I was just thinking, too, like, his reaction is so either grown up or psychopathic because he's just like i'm gonna go uh, run my errands and he just like calmly goes to the grocery store gets mac and cheese and a toothbrush doesn't try to contact any other loved ones no friends nothing he's just like well i'm on my own now (laughs) (laughs) just like maybe that's the trauma though very quickly and doesn't seem to be very scared at all he's not (laughs) he's fearless there's only one part where he shows fear and it's like, I think, it, well, twice. So it's like the furnace thingy. And the furnace is scary. Which it was also made up in his mind. Yes. That wasn't real, you know. And that was a good way to show, like, what little kids are scared of. Like, yes. if you're like, I went through a face when I was a kid where the toilet flushing was very scary and loud. And you, like, didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. And a lot of kids deal with that. And yeah. like, yeah, scary furnace. Yep. Just loud noises in general when you're a kid are very alarming. They are very alarming. And you're like, why is it making, like, what is this? You don't understand the mechanics. Mm-hmm. So you're like, why is it being um, and I can attest to that because Anne and Sid's house was really like magical and cool, really, really old. It was built in like maybe the thirties or forties or something that those are my grandparents, by the way. And, um, they had this basement that had a certain smell and a certain like whatever. And they had like a secret door to go outside. Ooh. It was like really sick, Wow! but they had this like 
it wasn't well maybe it was a furnace or something but I, there was a part of the basement i didn't ever want to go in and it was exactly mm-hmm. his reaction like it's scary and it looks mm-hmm. like a face like it looks mm-hmm. like a monster so like i said like john hughes has a really good way of transporting you back to when you felt that way as a kid mm-hmm. i think that's really really cool but yeah he's kind of like a little psychopathic a little cold-blooded yeah like i mean ice in his veins the fact that he thought of all this is, like, pretty fucking wild to be TBH. Truly. Um, but, yeah, I guess we could go right into notes if you want to. Yeah, we've actually talked about a lot of my notes, but um, I did want to note that part of the hullabaloo happens because Kevin spills soda all over shit in a pizza party debacle. Mm-hmm. And you see the dad accidentally throw his passport away as he's cleaning everything up, yep. which is why they don't realize that they have, like, one extra passport. That person, very, what a quinky dink. Yep. But then later, when they're getting ready in the morning because they overslept, which is another reason why they leave Kevin, is because they're rushing out. But um, the dad notes that he put all the passports in the microwave to dry them. And it reminded me of when you were thinking about putting your clothes in the microwave to dry them. <laughs> 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 No, I think we should look it up. It might be dangerous. <laughs> and then, like, we look it up, and the first thing's like, "Do not microwave your clothes; it will start a fire." Wait, when was? Why did I? Why did it I wasn't know? that long ago? <laughs> it was like a couple months ago. It's like a month or two ago. <laughs> but why did I want to do that? Like, why did I just use a dryer? I think you thought it'd be faster. But what was? I- <laughs> oh, you know when it was? When? I know exactly when okay. it was. It was when we were at Trek Fest, and, we, <laughs> and I washed oh, yes. my socks, I think. Mm. I washed my socks in the sink mm-hmm. because I didn't bring enough, which is usually the opposite. I usually bring way too many socks, way too many underwear. Mm-hmm. This time, I, like, rewashed my socks and underwear, and I was like, can I just, like, microwave them? And so he's like, eh, let's just look it up for shits and gigs. <laughs> Literally, was like, do not. <laughs> like, and the post were so mean, it was like, anyone dumb enough <laughs> to microwave their clothes deserves to die. And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Get run over by a bus. So I like, was like, wow. Yeah, so then I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I was like, I hope you didn't turn on that microwave. I hope you didn't operate that microwave or all those passports are going up in flames. The funniest part about that was literally people's comments being like, you have to be dumb as a doornail to think this is a good idea. Oh my God, I'm crying. Uh, You know what? The physics is sound. It is heat. Okay. It's a dryer away from a dryer. We heat up hella wet shit in the microwave bruh mm-hmm. so why wouldn't clothes work i'm so <laughs> <Yeah>. mad <laughs> it doesn't make like, you must be stupid i'm like okay fucking chillax anyways uh, okay yeah putting them in the fucking so that microwave. was my note about that reminded me of our good times <sighs> that is so funny um, yeah, i love that buzz <clears throat> had an iced tea poster hell yeah buzz Buzz was for the culture. He really was. I have In to many say. ways. He was a cool guy. Playboy. He was a little bully, but he was also, he got that riz. He does. He has like Chicago Bulls everything. Fucking has a savings. He has a tarantula, which honestly, mm-hmm. I think tarantulas are really cute. Disagree. I don't know what it is about. Th- I just think they're adorable. Would you hold one? I never have. The idea of it kind of, because I don't. I guess I have a newfound respect for spiders for the last, like, handful of years because I recognize, like, they don't want to be around us either, but they Mm. also kill, like, the little 
dudes that I hate the most, which are cockroaches. I fucking hate them. And once I found that out, that they're like, fuck cockroaches, I was like, okay, we're allies. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Wait, what did you say? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Ah. Have you ever heard that phrase? No. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So the enemy of cockroaches is your friend. Yes. And it's fucking spiders. So, you know what? Yeah, I like never really come in contact with them, but... I think ultimately they don't want us around either, and they're just trying to live their lives. I'm like, okay, you do you, I'll do me. Kill the cockroaches, all right, sick. It reminds me of the meme where it's like, spider watches you take down a cobweb. Wow. Watches you put up fake cobwebs for Halloween. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen that. That's funny. But, um, yeah, Buzz is kind of cool. He's a fucking dick, but he's kind of cool. But I wrote, Kevin has the worst attitude I've ever heard, but he clearly just doesn't get enough attention. And I didn't realize that until this time around. I was always like, damn, he's a little fucking brat. Mm -hmm. But then... He's an at-risk youth. He's an at-risk youth. And also, like, yeah, his family just clearly doesn't pay attention enough to him. They expect a lot from him randomly as an eight-year-old child. Mm And then also his siblings are fucking rude as fuck to him. I'm like, no wonder he acts out because that's how he gets attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Hello. Yeah. Well, for a lot of kids, bad attention is better than no attention. Exactly. And they will do what it takes. Yeah. I mean, even him saying like, you're a dummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to his mom. Yeah. yeah dummy. dummy. I'm like, gee, I would get slapped so fucking hard <laughs> if I ever said that to my uh, mom. Wild. Oh, I, about the mom too. I mean, it is so 1990 and on point that the dad appears to have zero guilt or sense of responsibility for leaving his son. Oh, I know. It is 1,000% on Catherine O'Hara. Mm-hmm. She's the only one who cares. She blames herself for being a bad mother. No one even suggests that the dad has anything to do with it. Oh, yeah. You know, he threw away the passport. Yeah. It was ultimately kind of... It really of was his fault. His and fucking fault. you would fault. never know that because it's all on the mom. Mm-hmm. And she keeps saying, what kind of mother am I? And I'm like, what kind of father is he? And he's like, you're fine. It's just like, you didn't take one right, ounce of like responsibility. It's like, you are a stranger in this situation? Yeah. That is your child, too. Yeah. Ugh. Also, we didn't talk about Bechdel. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um. I don't think so. No, because even though they're talking about a child, but it's a... It's a boy. It's a boy. I'm trying to think. Uh... No. I don't think it passes. It doesn't. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> yeah, no. Fail. Total failure. That's sad. That's fucked. Um, Buzz also gave one of my favorite fucking lines at the beginning of the movie where he was just like, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. And I <laughs> laughed so hard. I completely forgot about that line and I was laughing so it's fucking hard. Funny. It is wild. Also, this movie reminded me a lot of like urban legends. Okay. You know, because like the old man, it's mm-hmm. an urban legend in their neighborhood that he's just mm-hmm. a murderer psycho. Oh, yeah. My sisters told me that about one of our neighbors. <gasps> so there was a guy like across the street from us a little bit diagonally who we just never saw. And I think I stupidly as a kid was just like, who is that person? We never see him. And my oldest sister was like, oh, you didn't hear? Oh, my God. Like, no. And she's like, he makes bombs in his garage. <gasps> he wants to blow up children. You're and I was like, what? And oh I totally God. believed it. And even to this day, I still look at that house a little sad. <laughs> like, making bombs in there, bro? Aww. It's such a kid thing to do. It's such a kid thing to do. I was going to say, I think in my neighborhood, there's probably urban legends about me. because, <laughs> And I, I'm serious when I say this, because number one, 
like, okay, we have a park in our neighborhood, and one of my favorite things to do is to swing on the swings, and I'm not kidding, every night at, like, 11 p.m., I go on a walk, Mm -hmm. and I listen to, like, music or whatever, and then I swing on the swings for, like, an hour, and I'm sure people look out their window, and they hear, (laughs) they just see this fucking alone as bitch just like swinging on the swings in the middle of the night and also the uh i'm very like witchy and the last or no two full moons ago it was like the middle of the night and i went on my rooftop because i have like a i don't even know what to call it like a rooftop terrace yeah rooftop terrace situation and i was topless and i like manifested a bunch of shit and i was just like dancing (laughs) in the moonlight And one of my neighbors was also on their roof, and they were looking, and I was like, fuck. So I had to, like, put on my shirt again. And I just think they think I'm, like, a total actual Mm. psycho. And there's probably some urban legends. (laughs) There she goes again. The ghost of North Las Vegas. (laughs) Don't look her in the eyes. I thought you were going to tell a different story about you swinging in your neighborhood. Oh, the one where I got shot? (laughs) (laughs) So Shay casually one day goes, it was like that time I got shot. And I was like, excuse me? And he goes, I never told you that story. I was like, the story of when you got shot, no. You never told me this story. And he goes, I was on the phone with Becca for it. And I was like, what is happening? But um, do you want to tell it? Yes. Okay, so actually, it was right around this time last year. For the holidays. It was the holidays. And I'm swinging on the swings, as I do nightly. And I'm on the phone with Becca. And we're just... <laughs> talking and i look back because i see these two cars like drive up and you know every time i see lights i kind of look back because i'm like aware of what's going on around me so i like look back to see what was up and someone like parked right outside of the park and i'm like that's interesting and like there's not it's probably like 20 25 feet from like the street to the swing and i hear like rolling down the window and i was like oh they're gonna say something to me so i was like hold on and i like took out one of my headphones and I was like what's up because I thought they said something to me because it sounded like they were Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I see a gun and I was like what like it looked like a shotgun and I froze like I got Mm. really fucking scared fight flight or freeze and usually I'm a usually I'm a fight but in this instance I was like what the fuck did I do Mm -mm. hard to do and then like it sounded like an AK-47 And all the, I'm feeling pain in my fucking ass, okay? Like, in my ass. <laughs> and I literally thought I got shot, because, you know, the shock mm-hmm. of, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you see a gun. It all happens so fast. Yeah, you see a gun, you hear being shot, you feel the pain. Like, I thought I literally got actually shot. Uh. And I could feel, like, where, like, the holes were in my pants. Probably hot. Because um, I was wearing, like, leggings or whatever. And it turned out to only be, like, a, an airsoft or, like, a BB gun or something like that. Thank God. But, yeah, basically, they drove away. And Meanwhile, then, Shay is screaming on the phone, I've been shot. And I've Becca's been shot. like, oh, my God. And then one of the neighbors came outside because they heard me yelling that. And they're like, what? And I was like, I got shot. By what? I don't fucking know. And I'm freaking out. Becca's on the phone this whole time. I felt so bad because I wasn't really, like, keeping her updated because. Mine was on different things. Yeah, so I'm like, I run to my car because I'm like, I'm going to find this fucking car because it was like a yellow Jeep. Mm, pretty iconic. And I was like, I'm going to fucking... And so they, I, gra- I go into my car and I drive up, like I drive around and clearly they like turned around so I like follow them for a minute and then they stop their car and I get out of my car and the neighbor that saw it went up to them and I, I have to give him props because he's like a big buff, like 
whatever dude but he was like what the fuck was that and he like mm-hmm. yells at them and it turned out to be like teenagers being dumb and uh they blamed it on their other friend that they just happened to drop to uh-huh. drop off and uh they were like well what's the big problem chill and i was like don't fucking tell mm-hmm. me to chill and i'm like yelling at this child mm-hmm. like my best friend thought i got shot yeah i was like uh and then uh they ended up driving away i've never seen them since i've tried looking mm. just they're smart they wouldn't be in their own hood yeah, and I don't, they weren't. But the fact that they were, like, driving around late at night and, like, saw me and were like, her, let's shoot her. Like, that's crazy. And also, this isn't the only time I've heard of this happening. There's one of my homegirls was riding her bike, and it was during, like, the pure daylight, and someone shot at her with a BB gun. Ugh, I think kids think it's, like, funny <clears throat> because they shoot each other with BB guns, but it's like, don't bring us into this. Yeah, and that's scary, dude. Like, you don't Very. know, like, what if I happen to turn around while you were... Like, or what if, like, you missed shot and you got me in my eye or something? Like, uh-huh. that could fuck someone up for mm-hmm. life. And kids don't think about that. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, yeah. So that was <laughs> – and a bunch of neighbors came out at a certain point when I'm, like, yelling at the top of my lungs <laughs> at these kids. Um, so, yeah. There's, like, you know, the neighborhood, man. And his name was Kevin. And his <laughs> name – and his name was Kevin McAllister. Oh, no, but. God. Anyway, no, that was that's some Shay lore for you, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a line where they're all like eating their like pizza or whatever, and the mom is like, um, "We need to get rid of the milk." So I hope you're all drinking it. That is such a white uh, family thing to do. Like in the '90s, dude, we would drink milk with like our spaghetti. <laughs> And I think that's so. When I think about it it's now, I'm like, that gross. is fucking weird. It's fucking weird. It's weird. Like, doesn't. I can't imagine just like. <clears throat> I don't dislike the taste of milk, but I can't imagine just drinking a cup of milk now. I feel like right. when I was a kid, I did it all the time. Mm-hmm. Or using it to, like, yeah, wash down spaghetti. Ugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> so face. gross. It's pretty fucking gross. Like, a tomato product with milk with on the side. Like, sweet milk. <clears throat> That is odd. It is an odd combination for oh, sure. Oh, and, and for those of you who don't know, why is that not the case anymore? Well, because it turns out it was like a huge scam perpetrated by big agriculture in America. Yeah. That were like, no, they did all these fake studies to show that you need to drink gallons of milk. To like, build you your strong to. bones. Yeah, there was like a massive ad campaign. It was like a full brainwashing project. And it worked. And it worked and until it got debunked. And people were like, this actually is horrible for you. You should not just be drinking cow's milk forever, okay? Like, with every meal. Like, even Ooh. in elementary school, middle school, whatever, they would give milk with your fucking lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, it not that I thing, had y'all. school lunch. It was a whole ass <clears> thing. It is crazy. It's actually crazy. Oh, also, fun fact, the ginger kid that calls Kevin a disease, mm-hmm. he was in the show called Adventures of Pete and Pete. Do you remember oh that show? Oh, my gosh, yes. Dude, I loved that show, and I've only seen him in those two things. Oh I've never God. seen him in anything. There's two redheads, right? The two Pete's? Uh-huh. They're oh. brothers. Cutie. <clears throat> They're so cute. Great show. Great soundtrack. Like, really, really great soundtrack. Look up Polaris. They did the whole soundtrack for Adventures of Pete and Pete. They're a great band. Anyways. Um... And then, yeah, how sad when he's like, everybody in this house hates me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no one says they don't. Mm-hmm. Like, the mom doesn't say it. She's just like, well, maybe you should get a new phone. I'm like, bitch, mm-hmm. you're so mean. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? <clears throat> Anyways, he's a manifesting king, might I say. Mm. He manifested he did. It. And it's uh, all the foreshadowing, honestly, on both sides makes it seem like maybe the family meant to lose. Like leave him behind, right? Like, oh, whoops! We yeah, like subconsciously did it, and it's like, mm, was this an accident? 
It's scary. It actually is so scary. I have that he, he set all these traps in an hour, you learn. Oh, yeah. An hour. Yeah. And I was also surprised that the traps only last the last 25 minutes of the movie. That's true. I always thought they were like a bigger part of the film. That is true. That is true. I guess like, yeah, it's just like leading up to be... I'm trying to think of... Oh, well, they like look in the doggy door, what, the night before? And mm-hmm. he shoots them with a BB gun? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we'll be back, you know, mm-hmm. so I guess, but yeah, all, most, like all of the traps he set yeah, up in a very the, short the amount of time. big showdown is not, is like the very last part of the movie. That would take a full fucking day at least. At least. And he does it in an hour. No, that's crazy. I did write that hairy scream would be my scream if someone put a spider on my face. We're like, yeah! And that was a real spider. <laughs> and he had to do it multiple times. Uh. They refused to take the stinger out because oh. it would kill the tarantula. But well, that's sweet. tarantulas don't have ears, so they can't mm. hear anything, I guess, from what I've heard. So it didn't bother the tarantula. But I would hate wow, that. I would hate that. Also, his scream, he is the best scream queen. That's what I mean. Anyone. I'm like, his scream is amazing. It's realistic. I love it. It makes me cry laughing every time. Also, when he like steps on the nail and he's like, ah! Uh-huh. Like, it's just... <laughs> There's no like lead up to the scream. It's literally <laughs> just ah, like right away. <laughs> oh, he's so fucking Great funny. Queen. He's so good. Um, I love how incompetent they make the police look the whole movie. Yeah, and how like hello, cop worship will lead you astray because the reason that Joe Pesci gets all this insider information when everyone's gonna leave is he just dresses like a cop and yep. he's like, "Hi, we're the cops. We're making sure that everything's good for when you leave. When are you leaving?" And yeah, the people what exactly? are like, we love cops. We'll tell you everything we know. <laughs> hmm See? You guys learn this lesson right now. And also, like, when um, Catherine O'Hara calls the police station, they're literally eating donuts. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, yes, ma'am. We'll bring some over to the house. Like, they're so fucking annoying. It's awesome. I love how, like, like I said, incompetent they make them look. It's so cool. Um. Also, she went so hard where, like, later on in the movie where she was like, if I have to sell my soul to the devil himself. Like, that shit was bars. Uh, like, I was like, yeah. you're a bad bitch. That's it was all on her. Her mother's love had to conquer all. Which is beautiful, but also shitty that she, like, mm-hmm. no one else gave that much of a fuck. The only no. time you ever hear anyone feeling, like, a little bit bad is when his sister, who's probably, like, 11 or 12, is, like, talking to Buzz. And she's mm-hmm. just like, he's so helpless. And, like, that's all she says about it. Like... No one really gives that much of a fuck. It's they crazy. Really don't. Also, John Candy is so hot, might uh, I say. He's amazing. He's hot. And once you watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, it'll give you a, a whole new appreciation for his little subplot. <sighs> I love him so much. He's the best. Um, I have that. Uh, I was hung by my sweater once. You were what? I was oh, hung you by were? my sweater once. How uh-huh. old were you? I was probably six. Jesus. And it was my own fault, though. What happened? And this reminded me in the movie because at the end, the burglars, like, pick up Kevin and just hang him on a coat hook, like, oh, by God. his little sweater. But um, that happened to me at Disneyland when I was a kid. What? We all hopped up on the little brick wall in front of the iconic flower garden to take our picture mm-hmm. in front of everybody. And everyone hopped down, and I hopped down, and my feet never hit the ground <gasps> because my little purple fleece jacket had hooked on one of the hooks on the gate and i'm just sitting there hanging oh my god like in the wind and i just remember everyone laughing and i was like no, no! stacy i didn't know that people story. were taking pictures of me you're people lying were not my family like ha, ha, ha. that is so fucked <laughs> that is so sad i was so fucked my little legs were kicking i was like no 
that is so sad. I want to cry. I want to pick up little Stacy and hold her in my arms. That's so sad. Uh, somebody lifted me off. I don't remember who. But... That made my eyes water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no! I hate thinking it about little Stacy being so one of the most embarrassed. embarrassing moments of my life, for sure. That's why I'm crying. <laughs> That's so sad. I hate thinking about you feeling embarrassed. That hurts my soul. In Disneyland, no less. I know that's like, like it's an even because other people are taking pictures of you. I'm gonna yes. kill them. I'm yeah, gonna like find out who they are. Like, I hate that. A picture of you hanging is in people's like photo albums from 1997. Well, in 1997, it was perfectly acceptable to like make fun of children and humiliate them. Which is I'd so like to think now they'd be like, all right, you know what? We probably shouldn't have done that. Or people would make a TikTok out of it. Do they embarrass children? That's true. Parents have made whole fortunes off of Which is a whole situation yeah. that I... No, thank you. I'm disgusted by, actually. Like, I think it's so trash. Oh, it's going to be a generation of sociopaths. Absolutely. Yeah. And we will reap what we sow. One million percent. Sorry about it, but it's true. Uh, oh. <sighs> when the older man, and I'm sorry that I don't remember his name, but, like, the old man and Kevin are in that church because mm-hmm. Kevin's like, I have to go to church to like, you know, I don't know, feel some sort of peace or like some meaning to his night or whatever it is. That conversation is so good. It is. And it's, it's so very real. Deep. It's very good. It's really, really intimate. It's really deep. It's so real. And there's a lot that you learn on both sides. It's kind of cool because you see how he inspires the older man. You see how the old man inspires him. And it's just really they both learn a lot. It's really beautiful. And also to the song, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite songs ever. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best parts about going to Catholic church was like the hard ass like Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's a great scene. Probably the so, best scene in the movie. I agree. It's so good. And also the Before scene. Before the murderous mayhem begins. <laughs> right. But also to take it back to where you said you got hung by your sweater. Um, Joe Pesci actually bit Macaulay Culkin's finger. And didn't mean to bite it that hard, but he has a scar still. Wow. Isn't that crazy? He, like, broke skin and he has a scar. I heard it was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He probably felt so <laughs> yeah. fucking... Because he was supposed to, right? But yeah. he probably did it too hard by accident or something. Uh-huh. That would... I would feel like the biggest piece I of shit. That's so bad. So sad. Such a mobster thing of him to do, fucking Pesci. Mm-hmm. Also, shouts out to the stunt dudes. Yeah. Of this fucking movie. For crazy. Mm-hmm. His stunt double... I actually know this. <clears throat> his stunt double was 30 years old. <laughs> That's wow. what's so crazy. Okay. But he's also the stunt coordinator for guess what show? What? Lizzie McGuire. Wow. Yeah. They, they had a stunt coordinator? Yeah. They have okay. a lot of like big stunts in that show. Hmm, that's true, I guess. Now that I think about it, ribbon gymnastics. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> just like a lot of random like flips and mm. like just different shit that they. I don't know, but oh, isn't that like a crazy kawinky dink? Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are the notes I have. Okay, um, that's all my notes I have too. So should we get to trivia? Let's fucking do it, baby. Okay. All right. Number one. Why doesn't Kevin want to share the hide a bed with his cousin? Because he wets the bed. Correct. What's a gangster movie called that Kevin watches? Oh, it Angels with Dirty Minds or some shit like that. I wrote it down, but Close. I can't remember. Angels with Filthy Faces. Filthy Faces. Dang it. Okay. What <laughs> business is the van for of the robbers? It's not U-Haul. It's something else. Uh, this is on. kind of a hard one. I know this. Hold on. Oh. I can picture it. It is... Damn, I don't know. 
I'm not going to think of it. It's plumbing and heating. Dang it. Uh, What does Kevin say turned him into a criminal? I don't know. Stealing a toothbrush. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, because he had to run out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what does. I realize these questions are a little hard. What does Santa give Kevin before getting into his car? Tic Tacs. (laughs) I thought that part was cute. He's like, I have nothing to give this again. And this is a really hard bonus question. Okay. But where does John Candy's character say he left his kid once? Oh, a funeral home? Yes! You got it! <laughs> and he, he, by the way, he that was off the top of the dome. <laughs> that whole monologue he gave I was completely... That. Oh, and also, I want to say, he did that whole... Uh, he did that whole scene... Like, he didn't get paid a regular salary that he should have gotten. I think he just did it as a favor or... Oh, interesting. Something like that. So, yeah, he didn't get, like, fully, like, paid the way he should have been. Compensated. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah. And wasn't Quiz? Like, wasn't this one of the last movies he did before he died, too? I want to say so. Yeah. Okay. Well, R. I found a BuzzFeed quiz for which Home Alone character are you? Sick. Okay. You want to do it? Yeah. Okay. Let's do this quiz. Let's do it. Number one, pick a John Hughes movie. 16 Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Uncle Buck, The Breakfast Club, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Pretty in Pink, Weird Science, She's Having a Baby, Mr. Mom. Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink. Hee <laughs> hee. Okay, pick a winter activity. Reading under a warm blanket. Sledding. A snowball fight. Ice skating. Skiing. Snowboarding. Snuggling with a loved one. Drinking hot toddies by a fire. Or sleeping. Ice skating. Ice skating. I have to do that this season. I love ice skating. Uh, All right. I'm terrible at it, but I'd go with you. Pick an instrument. Clarinet, guitar, violin, trumpet, bass guitar, drums, harp, glockenspiel? Symbols. (laughs) Symbols. <laughs> Drums. Drums. Of course. That's right. Pick a pizza topping. Plain. Pepperoni. Pineapple. Peppers. Olives. Onions. Sausage. Ham. Extra cheese. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. I love a good pepperoni. I also like pineapple, so suck it. Yeah. Pick a holiday song. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Last Christmas by Wham. Blue Christmas by Elvis, White Christmas by Bing Crosby, Baby It's Cold Outside by Dean Martin, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee, Step Into Christmas by Elton John, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch by Thurl Ravenscroft, or Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. That's hard, but I think I'm going to have to go with Mr. Grinch. Yes. It's classic. It's such a good one. It's so good. Which household item would you use to defend yourself? Baseball bat? Fireplace poker, a kettle full of hot water, a bucket of tar, an icicle, 911, a plunger, a rusty nail, or a golf club. Ooh. Um, I have this really cool bat that I keep in my bed with me at all times. And it, like, I can't remember what it's called right now, uh, but it basically is, like, the strongest bat that they have. And, Ooh. like, if you knock someone in the fucking head, they're basically gonzo. Okay. So I'll wow. go with baseball bat. Deadly baseball <clears throat> bat. All right. Pick a color. Red, pink, blue, orange, green, purple, black, yellow, gray. Green. Green. <laughs> Pick a pet. Dog, cat, tarantula, ferret, turtle, hamster, snake, mouse, lizard. I'm going to go with cat. I love dogs, but uh, cats are so cute. I think I want a cat someday. Pick a mode of transportation. Bus, car, truck, train, plane, helicopter, motorcycle, scooter, or hoverboard. Ooh. 
Was there a boat on there? No. Oh, I don't Which like would be that. my pick. I know it would be. Uh, was, was there a skateboard? That. Sorry. A uh, hoverboard is close. Or a scooter. I'll do a hoverboard. Hoverboard. It's fun. You would rather hang out in a blanket fort, a room with a comfy couch, a tree house, a snow fort, your bedroom, a tent in the forest, a log cabin, first class on a plane, or the back of a truck. Ooh, I like a tree house. I love a tree house. Good times. Pick a clothing item. Scarf, sweater, gloves, socks, snow pants, boots, a hat, a turtleneck, or this whole outfit, but the pictures aren't working. (laughs) Uh, Socks. Okay. Socks are fun. Very customizable. I'm wearing my Harry Potter ones. I'm wearing some smiley face ones. (laughs) You couldn't go a day without soda, your toothbrush, your kid, your glasses, (laughs) insulting someone, makeup, talking, your pet, or smoking those are hard because they're kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mike. Uh, like, I don't know. Um, I could kind of go without all of those, including talking, but I will probably say talking would be the hardest for me to not do all okay. day. Okay. What is it? Oh, no. I'm probably someone so shitty. Who is it? You're Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, fun fact about that. I think that was, I think that's, um. Oh, my Lord. It might be, it's someone like either Christopher Columbus or John Hughes or something. It's their son in a wig because they didn't want to oh use a girl. Oh my gosh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's your girlfriend, Buzz? Woof. Woof. <laughs> it's so funny. And it's just like, oh, with like braces. Man. <laughs> Damn. You know what? Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Someone gang, loves gang. me, okay? Yeah. Okay, pick a John Hughes movie. 16 Can. I already know. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you letting me pick you? It's, it only gets slightly darker. It's like very subtle. Oh, I see it. Okay. But it probably went through. Pick a winter activity. Reading under a warm blanket. That sledding. One. Okay. I thought so. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Pick an instrument. Clarinet. <laughs> um, pick a pizza topping. Ooh, extra cheese. Extra cheese. Pick a holiday song. Ooh, yeah, you're going to have to read these ones again. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Classic. Last Christmas by Wham. Blue Christmas by Elvis. White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Baby, It's Cold Outside by Dean Martin. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Step Into Christmas by Elton John. You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch by Thurl Ravenscroft, which, by the way, perfect name. name. (laughs) No notes. (laughs) And then Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. I think I gotta go Blue Christmas by Elvis. I love the Elvis Christmas album. It's great. It's It's really, really good. melancholy. Blue Christmas. So good. Yeah. Which household item would you use to defend yourself? A baseball bat, fireplace poker, a kettle full of hot water, a bucket of tar, an icicle, 911, a plunger, a rusty nail, or a golf club. I mean, a bucket of tar so I could just immobilize them. That's fucking very smart. That's very smart. Pick a color. Red, pink, blue, orange, green, purple, black, yellow, or gray. I also gotta pick green. Green. Let's see if I get Buzz's girlfriend for picking that. Woof. (laughs) Pick a pet. A dog. A dog. Like my little pup. Little roomie. Pick a mode of transportation. Buzz. Wait, Buzz? <laughs> Buzz is on my mind. He's my boyfriend. Uh, bus, car, truck, train, plane, helicopter, motorcycle, scooter, or hoverboard. 
Um, if I got to go far, it's a plane. I don't mind planes at all. Me neither. I like planes, too. <clears throat> you would rather hang out in a blanket fort, a room with a comfy couch, a tree house, a snow fort, your bedroom, a tent in a forest, a log cabin, first class on a plane, or the back of a truck? A log cabin. Ooh, that would be nice. I want to go to Brian Head. Yeah, really bad. just that, a little cozy cabin. That'd be fun. Pick a clothing item, a scarf, a sweater, gloves, socks, snow pants, boots, a hat, a turtleneck, or this whole outfit, which we can't see. I'm going to go with a hat. Ah, yeah, Stacy looks good in a hat. I love a hat. You couldn't go a day without... My pet. Oh, there it is. Cute. one ready and waiting to go. You're fuller. Go easy on the Pepsi. If you have too much to drink, you'll wet the bed. Wait, I'm the bedwetting cousin? <laughs> what the hell? Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to pee really bad right now. Dude, you're so, fuller. I'm fucking wow. Buzz's girlfriend. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> fucking woof for both of us. Oh, man. Uh, well... What a happy good app. Happy December. Yeah, happy, happy December. Holidays. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, I mean, a lot of Christmas movies aren't really about... They're very little... Like, this has nothing to do with Christ. No. It's really about, like, family and being grateful. Being a psychopath. Being a psychopath. Bringing ruin to your enemies. And a booby traps, baby. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheese. No, dude, that mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even get a bite of it, dude. That's a true tragedy. That's the, Yeah, that is truly the worst part of the whole movie. But anyway, we love you guys so much. We We're so excited for this lineup, and uh, we just love you so much. Yeah, if you want to prepare for next week, yeah. we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> I see the Jack Frost. <laughs> Jack Frost, that's what it is. Jack Frost. Jack Frost, not the horror movie. The 1998 version. Yeah, so... Uh, Please feel free to go watch that and uh, join us next week. And we love you guys so much. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you to our amazing editor, Anthony, Grady for our amazing theme song, and Whitney for our beautiful cover art. If you have questions for us or would like to advertise with us, please email us at blockbusterwives at gmail.com. And as always, please rate, subscribe, and tell all your friends about us. We love you. Sir, I have your pizza. Leave it on that doorstep and get the hell out of here. Okay. Um, well, what about the money? What money? Well, you'd have to pay for your pizza, sir. Bad effect. How much do I owe you? Uh, that'll be eleven eighty, sir. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Cheapskate. Hey, I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. <laughs>